You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. To God be the glory. We thank the Lord that He has allowed us to participate in the local, national, and international ministries of the Christian and Missionary Alliance Churches of the Philippines. We thank God that we were able to share to the different ministries, to the Bible schools, Bible school students, and even to ministries and pastors in remote and isolated areas. For the past three months, God allowed us to share to these ministries 3,233,589. Palakpakan po natin ang Panginoon. That is 77% of our disbursement. Kasi sabi ng BIR, dapat 70%. Tayo 77. Pasalamat tayo sa Panginoon. Also, we would like to thank God for meeting our needs dito sa ating church and allowing us to undertake um, projects for His glory. Continue to pray with us, especially next week. Uh, many of us will be attending the General Assembly of Kamakop in Bacolod City. Pray for safe travel and also for provisions for those who will be attending the General Assembly. We would like to thank God for His goodness to Kamakop from 13 churches in 1946-1947. After 76 years, God has granted us 3,300 82 churches. Palakpakan po natin ang Panginoon. Although many of our churches are in isolated, neglected, and marginalized areas, but we thank God for gifting us with souls, especially to the immigrants and the indigenous people groups. So I think some of you are familiar with that. Some of you came from those places as well. So please pray that uh, we can reach our goal this year. We want to participate in all the ministries of Kamakop, and we are targeting this year an amount of 24 million pesos para maabot natin lahat yung mga ministry concerns natin. So we appreciate your prayers and your participation in the ministry. As human beings, whether we like it or not, we are affected by those around us. Ewan ko kung sino sa inyo ang hindi talaga affected by people around you. Although we do not want to be like them many times, lalo na yung mga negative, but whether we like it or not, we are affected by what people say, what people do. Even their presence alone affects us. 
There are those who would inspire us. And there are those who would be the reason for our depression. There are those who would encourage us. But there are those who also would discourage us. There are those who would lift us up while others would pull us down. I think that's the reality of life in this world. So sometimes, pag binigyan tayo ng Panginoon ng mga tao that would make us feel good, uh, we, we are really happy, we are glad. I remember in 2012, when we were doing our project at Asbury Theological Seminary, we had no time for other things just to finish our work. And one morning, we received an invitation to go to the chapel. Normally, we do not attend the chapel of the seminary because we had our own small chapel in our building. But because of the invitation uh, by our dean, we went, about 10 of us went to the chapel because according to them, there was someone who is an international speaker and he would be giving a lecture for about three days. So we were curious. There were about 10 of us, and we occupied two benches in the chapel. And we did not know who was the speaker. But then when he was introduced, I was surprised because the speaker was Dr. Attorney Reverend June Venser. So kilala ko siya. But I did not tell my classmates that I knew him. And when he presented his material for one hour, all my classmates were so impressed. And they were saying, who is that guy? He, he speaks so good. And his uh, wisdom and knowledge is uh, amazing. Um, I did not comment. And when the service was over, they went to the front to shake his hands. I was left at the back. And they said, sir, your, your message was very good. Uh, where are you from? And they were shaking his hand and suddenly June said, I really, nandito ka pala. So he called my name and all my classmates turned around, you know this guy? I said, yes, I, I know him. We have been together for quite some time. And uh, they were so impressed. And that's one of those times that I felt so proud of being an alliance. You know, there are times in our lives that even the presence of a person or his words can lift our souls. But of course, there are also times that uh, we feel so low about ourselves. When we hear comments, when people say things about us that we did not do. Have you experienced receiving in your messenger a long message lambasting you, telling you... You know, the words that they use, I do not even want to use it here. We feel so bad. But we feel good when good friends are around us. We are happy. And if we are happy that some people lift us up, then I believe the disciples, when Jesus showed himself to them for the first time after he rose from the dead, were also very happy. Kindly open your Bibles to... John chapter 20, beginning with verse 19 to 29. John 20, 19 to 
29. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, I put and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. May God bless us upon the reading of his words. The disciples at this time were so scared. They were frightened. They were hiding. Because the master whom they followed for three years, who performed miracles, who gave sight to the blind, who healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, was crucified. Although it was only Apostle John who actually saw the crucifixion of Jesus Christ together with Mary and some women, all the other disciples fled. And they were hiding because not only that their master was crucified, they were now accused of stealing his body. Can you imagine that? You are now up against the most powerful power in the world at that time, the Roman Empire, because the Roman soldiers were posted outside the tomb of Jesus. And if you steal from the Roman government, you are in big trouble. So they were hiding. They, were, they did not want to go out into the public. And all of a sudden, while they were there, Jesus appeared to them. The first time, Thomas was not with them. But the second time that Jesus appeared to them, Thomas was already there. And I believe there are two things that we can learn from this particular incident. That the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ 
transformed the disciples. First, they were transformed from being powerless. They were powerless. They could not do anything to stop the crucifixion. They could not do anything to stop the rumor that they stole the body of Jesus Christ. Have you ever been in that situation when you are accused of something and yet you are powerless to do anything about it? And yet Jesus transformed the disciples from being powerless, weak, to being powerful with great authority. When Jesus said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. For the first time in the history of the human race, that the Holy Spirit was given to people. Receive the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, you have the authority. He said, if you forgive anyone's sins, then their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I hope we can understand the seriousness of the power and the authority that Jesus is giving to his disciples, to his followers. This was not done before. Only God can forgive sins. And now Jesus is telling the disciples, if you forgive anyone's sins, then they are forgiven. But if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And I would admit that we in the evangelical churches, we seldom use this passage. Have you heard of preachers who would mention John 20 verse 23? Seldom. And I understand why. Because there is a historical precedence of abuses and corruption that was associated with this particular verse. In the Middle Ages, there were people in the church who controlled the people, the masses, because there was ignorance. The masses did not know how to read and write. And so when the people in the church would tell them, that this is the way to the kingdom of God, this is the way to be forgiven, then people believed in them. And they used that. Instead of using the authority and the power that God, that Jesus has granted to his disciples for ministry, they use it for monetary, social, and political benefits. Now imagine with me for a while. Some of you are familiar with Jack Ma. Before the pandemic, he was considered the richest man in China. I do not know if it is still true because I also read that he had problem with the Chinese government. But before the pandemic, Alibaba was bigger than Amazon, bigger than eBay. And people all over the world would praise Jack Ma for how he transformed a very small company to a multi-billion dollar company. And this is how Alibaba works. This is the seller 
and this is the customer, Alibaba is the market. And if they charge $1 per transaction or $10 per transaction, and there are 1 million transactions in one day, then no wonder he became the richest man in China. Just imagine for a while that I have this authority to forgive sins in the Middle Ages. And you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. You will come to me. And I will declare that you are forgiven of your sins. I will give you a certificate that you are forgiven of your sins with a fee. If there are 100 people every day that would come and bring money so that their sins will, for, will be forgiven, then I would become the richest person in the community. I would become the most powerful person in the community. And in the 1100s to the 1500s, abuses and corruption came into the church. That's why people like Martin Luther, John Calvin, the others, Ulrich Swingley, they said, this is wrong. John Haas in Bohemia was burned at stake because he stood against the corruption in the church because John chapter 20 verse 23 was abused. I understand why many of us would not want to quote this verse. But this verse is not wrong because Jesus was the one who said this. That you who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are now given authority by the Holy Spirit to whoever would ask for forgiveness, their sins are forgiven because Christ has paid the price on the cross of Calvary. But since we saw, many of us knew of the corruption, we seldom mention this, but this is very important. Because what is Jesus saying now is this. Just as the Father has sent me, I am giving you power and authority to go to all the world. And whoever would come, tell them that they are already forgiven of their sins by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we have to go to every place in the world. So that there is a place where a sinner can surrender his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Never mind the unbelievers. The unbelievers will never surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. But someone out there is crying. He knows there is God, but you know, he does not know how to come near to God because there's nothing there. That's why you have to be there. So that when people would be kneeling down and asking for forgiveness, you and I would be there to tell them, don't worry. Your sins are forgiven because Jesus died on the cross. He has paid the price. Jesus' presence with the disciples transformed them from being powerless to be powerful, but the power should not be abused. The authority should not be abused. It should not be used for self. Instead, it should be used to bring men and women 
to the presence of God. I love reading the history of the United States during their early days. After they received independence from Great Britain, the American people had to struggle because there were places that did not have governments. No mayor, no sheriff, no judge. Now, can you imagine a place like that? Can you imagine a barangay in the Philippines na walang barangay kapitan? Walang mga pulis, walang mga barangay tanod. They shoot each other. They kill each other. And even there was a time, I forgot the name of the President of the United States who recruited corpse gatherer. Kasi dahil sa anarchy, there was no law. Every man was a law to himself. Dead bodies just scattered everywhere. And so the federal government hired people to just gather the corpses. Because corpses are out there. And uh, in order to establish law and order, the federal government assigned judges to go to places where there were no judges before. And not many people are, were willing to go there. Because this place did not want any kind of law. And if they know that a judge is coming to their town, they would ambush him. They would kill him. But what was the purpose of the federal government of sending a judge to a town, to a city? The purpose is that evil men would think twice before they would do something evil against their fellow men. Because there is a law. Secondly, those who are innocent, those who have grievances, they have somewhere to go. If there is no judge in that place, where would the people go? Where would they surrender if they want to surrender? So the federal government placed judges at their own risk. Many of them were killed. Their houses burned. Although we see in the movies, there are fictitious events, but many of those stories are true. That even sheriffs, even marshals are being ambushed by evil men. But they have to be there so that when someone needs legal assistance, someone has a grievance, he has somebody to go, he has a place to go. And that's the reason why the church should be in all places of the world. Not to convince the unbeliever, but to give a chance to the believer if he wants to surrender to the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he, we in the Christian and Missionary Alliance, Churches of the Philippines, we want to go to the isolated, neglected, and marginalized populations so that if a person is convicted by the Holy Spirit, he can see the cross and he can kneel down and we are there to tell him, don't worry, your sins are forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The second reason, the second, second thing that I noticed when Jesus appeared to the disciples, not only that he transformed them from being powerless to having great authority, but not to be abused. The second is he transformed them from mediocrity, hiding, frightened, wallowing in their self-pity. Can you imagine that they followed this man for three years? Now he abandoned them. If he was killed, then who are we? They were there, but then when Jesus appeared, he transformed them to people who were bold to come out into the open and to tell the people that what we were following is not falsehood, but he is the true God. Look at Thomas. He is popularly known as the Doubting Thomas. But when Jesus said, reach out your hand, put it into my hands, put it into my side, the response of Thomas, I have not read this from other disciples. I think he was the only person in the New Testament who said, my Lord and my God. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But it was Thomas who said, you are my Lord, you are my God. And from there, Thomas stood boldly. And I was looking at the map where the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ died. I think you should Google that if you have the time. Because only Apostle James was killed in Jerusalem. All the other disciples went to other places and they were killed in those places. Some of them went to Cappadocia, some to Persia, some to North Africa. Apostle Paul reached Rome, but Thomas reached the farthest because from Jerusalem, he went to India. In South India, he preached the gospel. And when he died in 74 AD, there was a church that was started in Southern India. And that church is still a very strong church until today. If you meet people from South India, I met someone a few weeks ago and he said, I'm from South India. And I said, how is the Christian church there? He said, it's a vibrant church. The Assyrian Christian church traced their ancestry to Apostle Thomas. The Christians in Sri Lanka traced their ancestry to Apostle Thomas. A person who was reluctant, perhaps there was doubt in his mind, but when he was given the proof that Jesus rose from the dead, he did not hesitate. He was bold enough to go to the farthest land that only Alexander the Great reached during his time and preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the presence of the resurrected Lord that transformed the disciples from powerlessness to people with great power and authority, from mediocrity, from being frightened, living in the dark, 
going out to the world to tell the gospel to every creature. I believe that we should do this, brothers and sisters. We who have experienced the presence of God in our lives should be willing to go anywhere. Sometimes we don't know where God would lead us. I mentioned to some of my friends that when I was in college, I enrolled in a course that I thought would, would bring money to me. Diba? Pag mag-aral tayo sa college, you ask anyone who go to college, bakit ka nag-aral? Oh, pag graduate ko, I will be an expert in this area and my expertise will bring money and social or even political benefits. But then in the middle of my journey, God led me to another course that did not promise money. And I struggled. Here, I wanted this course because I know there's money there. God is leading me here. There's no promise of money. But in the end, who can resist God's call? So I gave in. And I spent the first 16 years of my life up in the mountains where money is as rare as the unicorn. 16 years. But the joy that I felt seeing people coming to Christ, kneeling down, crying, weeping, asking for forgiveness, seeing people being liberated from the bondage of spirits, bondage of vices, the joy was like no other. I wish you, could, you can experience that too. That you will be used by God's instrument so that the sinner would be set free. Those who are in captivity would be set free. Several years ago, a lady approached me. She was rich, highly educated, but not happy. And she said, Pastor, my heart is heavy. All these years, this burden is with me. Although I have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my life, but what I did in the past still haunts me. I said, why? She said, when I was in college, I got pregnant. And I did not want my parents and our community to know that I got pregnant. So I decided to have the baby aborted. And this haunted me all these years. I said to her, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He can forgive you. And I read John 20, verse 23 to her. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And I said, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven of your sins. Forgive yourself. There are people who cannot move on because they thought that they, were, they are so filthy that they have committed a bad thing and God cannot accept them. But someone has to tell them by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. To God be the glory.
You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!